Good morning and welcome back to the Legal Queen podcast. I release these episodes every Tuesday, Wednesday and Thursday at 6am. In only two months, guys, we have grown to 10,000 monthly listeners. Wow, blows my mind. And I just wanted to say thank you so much. I get hundreds of messages every day saying how much this podcast is helping people. So if I could ask whatever application you may be listening to this on, Spotify, Apple, Amazon or anywhere else, if you could please give me a five star rating, it will really help push the podcast so that we can help even more people. My goal is to be reaching 50,000 monthly listeners by the end of the year and you guys can directly help me achieve that. Anyway, enjoy the following episode. How is everybody? I can see we've got a few hands up there this evening already. So welcome, welcome. To those of you that are new, uh, more than welcome. Um, so what I do on here is I um, answer or help, try to answer as many questions as I possibly can about family law. So for those of you that are watching and don't know what we do, thanks. Um, I am a family law solicitor and we'll jump onto the Discord a couple of times a week if I can. Um, I don't normally do a Thursday, but what with bank holidays and bits and pieces going on, I'm on Thursday, and I'm also gonna bob on tomorrow night at six for an hour. Um, You put your hand up in the uh, lounge and you can ask me a question if you need to, anything family law related. So, without further ado, let's crack on. Brave, you are the first person with your hand up. Whenever you are ready, ask me your question. Hi, Tracy. So I um, have some, based on my background, um, mitigation did not work. Mediation did not work. Yeah. And I asked the mediator to send me the exemption letter, um, the form A. So she's sending that to me and I'm applying it to the court. I'm sending it to the court and paying the fee. Um, My husband has not applied for the conditional order. um, And I've not got any information of that. Is it okay for me to still apply with form A? Yes, you can still apply with the former. Yes, you can. Because uh, the mediator was not very sure. She said, oh, you have to check the solicitor and, and stuff like that. Um, and once I, do I need to wait for any conditional order or for him to, to fill it up? Or can I apply for that? Or should I just wait, hold on to that? No, no. You're, so your question of me is the former is only going to start a financial application. You can do that now. That's absolutely fine. If you reach okay. an agreement or arrive at a financial order, that's the document you can't submit until you've got your conditional order. But if you are making a Form A application, you're probably about nine months away from getting a financial order. So I shouldn't worry about the conditional order just at this moment. All right. Okay, I can... Lovely. Lovely. Okay, thanks so much. Bye. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye. Uh, AKP, you are next up whenever you're ready. Ask me your question. Um. Hello. Yeah, I, I see. Hello. I think we spoke earlier on this week at a, a consultation. But my, my, my quick question was: um, yeah. on a second hearing for a dispute resolution appointment, um, what makes a good um, positioning statement? And the second part of the question was: um, am I allowed to bring any evidence to dispute um, the other parties' um, allegations? So, is this children or finances first? Um, it's children. Children. It's children. So to uh, and and you are listed for a directions hearing. Did you say? Um, a dispute resolution appointment. It okay. says. Okay. Yeah. So it, it's it won't be a, a hearing where the judge can make a final order. That's really important to know. The only order that can be made is one that's agreed between the pair of you, and the court can obviously then make further directions. Okay. Or and one of those directions might be to list it for a final hearing. Um, So your first question of me was, what makes a good position statement? I think clarity. Uh, Less words is more. Um, Sometimes people, when they're writing their own statements, put chapter and verse down. And I totally get why they do that, because they're emotionally involved. But of course, the court's not. So I would say clarity. Less is more. You want to start the position statement with why you're before the court. Um, then the second part of it, what the disagreements are about, and the third part of it, what your position is, and why you think that position is the best one for the child. And then, sorry, what was your second question? Um, and are you like to bring any sort of evidence? evidence. I once the Section 7 report has been done for, yeah. for this hearing, and there's some allegation that we make, can, can, can I bring evidence to that hearing, to, to dispute that hearing, or do I bring that to a fact-finding hearing, which... Um, I think you probably, when I spoke to you on a one-on-one basis, you said it's probably going to a fact-finding. Yeah. 
So you, you wouldn't bring any, because you need permission to file evidence. That's the first thing. And you don't have permission at the moment to file any evidence. So at the next hearing, you're going to be asking for permission to file another statement. And you can attach your evidence to that statement. And we do that by calling them exhibits. So we're attaching exhibits to the statement. But for the direction resolution appointment, no, you wouldn't be filing any additional evidence because you don't have permission to at this stage. Okay, that's brilliant. Thank you very right. much. You're welcome. Thanks. Bye. Uh, Craig, you are next up. Let me take you off mute. What's your question? Hi, Tracy. Um, this new 100 form, do you think it's do you think it's advisable that most people going through a divorce with children should get something set in stone of where they have um agreements and uh, where thing where, where, where parties can't change the the the, the rulings basically yeah it's, and obviously you understand that i work two weeks on two weeks off yeah yeah um, it's 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 a great question craig because there's a huge difference between uh financial orders and children's orders so in yes. the world of finances we are saying to people all the time you have to agree um, the finances and on that basis we get an order made. However, with children, the court do not want to get involved. So if parents are in agreement, the court will apply what's called the no order principle, in which case the court will say, well, you don't need an order because you're both in agreement to it. So children's the opposite. It's only where parents aren't in agreement that we would go to the court with a C100 form. Right, perfect. And when you, or when we speak about shared childcare, yeah. So obviously, I don't have rights. Yeah. My wife doesn't have rights. My child has rights. We have responsibilities, in in my opinion. Correct. Parents have responsibilities. Yeah. And the child has the rights. Now, as you're aware, my child is only two. Yeah. And therefore. I've always been in his life from, from day dot. And obviously, in recent weeks, it's changed dramatically. And obviously, I work away. Yeah. Is it possible that we could go down a shared shared, shared parenting route? Um, the court would have to consider if that's in the best interest of the child. Because in your case specifically, it would be two weeks with mum, two weeks with dad. So for two weeks yeah. at such a young age to not see the other parent is difficult. Um, so yeah. I, I suspect the court probably wouldn't go for that. I know the other side would definitely oppose that. They've already rejected the eight, eight, the eight nights. Yeah, so, so I, think, I think that the, the issue we have there is that the court most probably, because a week on week off is generally the maximum. But the younger the child, yeah. obviously, you know, the more appropriate we have to tailor the order to. So two weeks on and two weeks off, the court probably aren't going to be convinced that's a good idea. And what about the eight nights? Is that possible? Um, yeah, I, I think that's more possible. It's still a lot of time to go without seeing mum, but it's more possible than two weeks on, two weeks off. Right, perfect. All right. Excellent. Excellent. Thanks very much, Tracy. No problem. And Cheers, um, Craig. Yeah, speak to you then. Bye. Bye. Uh, Pan J, you are next up. Let me take you off mute. There we go. What's your question? Hi. Hello. Oh, hi. Hi. Um, so I had a quick question. Yeah. Uh, we're just completing DA21 form. Yeah. And we're just getting some, well, I've got three estate agent valuations for the house. Um, and average them. Do we allow for notional costs of 2%? Um, that's what I'm hearing is yeah. what the courts use. But they, is that correct? Yeah, that, that's absolutely correct, yeah. Um, right, because okay. we, we have to factor those costs of sale in. Now, obviously, we mm -hmm. can negotiate those costs if the house doesn't get sold. Right. All so right. we're not intending to actually sell it. Yeah. So this is like we have my, the family home and a flat. Yeah. And then I'm going to buy him out. Yeah. Um. So we're allowing two percent on both the property and the Correct. flat. So the house yeah. and the flat. Yeah. Um. He's kind of disputing it, and I'm saying 
I think it's right, but I just wanted to confirm. Yeah, no, it, um, it, it is right. And if you have a look on the For Me, where it tell where the page about property, I think it's two point one real property. It actually has mm-hmm. a box for cost of sale um, and oh, an and early okay. repayment penalty. So yeah, the court the court will want to see that figure absolutely. Right. Okay. Cool. And and the other thing is, um, he's not happy with the valuations. He thinks they're all coming out to be low. Uh, he's getting someone else um, to come out and do it, like to pay someone to do it. So a proper surveyor. Yeah. Um, Initially, obviously, we were averaging three estate agent valuations. If yeah. he comes back and this valuation is much higher, is it that we just use that one? Or yeah. do we average that one with two of the estate agent ones? I think that would depend on what price that comes in at, to be honest. So if, if it's right. only, you know, maybe 20, 30, 40, 50,000, I mean, it, it's hard to say, isn't it, being speculative? Yeah. You'd, you'd probably just say, look, add all four of them together. If it was grossly over-exaggerated, then I might be arguing with the court that we just can't accept this valuation, given that we have another three that, you know, are all around the same price. So I would wait to see. And then, of course, you're going to argue it to to strengthen your case. So wait to see when that comes in. But when it comes in, it will become clear then the best option for you, if that makes sense. Right, okay. Because right. I think, again, he's saying if it is a lot higher, he'll be just using that one. And I'm like, oh, okay, well, I think it should be average. Yeah. We knock yeah. off the lowest and we use three, but... Yeah. What what um, I'm, what again, I'm hearing is somebody that's very used to just telling you how it's going to be and getting his own way. <laughs> with, yes, with the greatest uh, of that respect. Is exactly um, that. But I'm yeah, so... To back down on everything right now and it's been frustrating because... Yeah. Um, I'm letting everything go, all right then, okay. And the other thing was, when we bought the house, I put it, I remortgaged another, of my flat, pre-marital asset, I remortgaged it to buy this property. And um, I paid in 90% of the deposit, including that. I'm trying to factor that in again. He's sort of saying no. Um, I'm always just giving up on that one as well because it's just become he doesn't want to do mediation he doesn't want Look, to what, compromise okay so so what it's I would really say difficult. is yeah put put what he wants to to one side and let's just focus mm-hmm. on what it is that you need okay so don't don't, yeah. don't have your judgment compromised by trying to agree to you know what what he's asking for Two people can't agree how the finances in this marriage are going to be divided because we've got two mm-hmm. very different opinions so, you know, yeah. if you have your opinion and you have your need, financial need, yeah. stick to it. Yeah. Let the judge decide. You know, if, if you end up yeah. going to court, the judge will decide, not him and not you. Yeah. All right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that okay. makes sense. Okay, right. that's helpful. Thank you. You're welcome. Bye-bye. Great. Thank you. Bye. And, Captain, I will come over to you. Hello. I've got um <clears throat> Nimu's question you put it in the oh, discord okay uh, so if, if is he still in the lounge he's still in the lounge yeah he just dropped out for some reason i'm not sure what happened but he's still here uh, yeah okay so what he put was me and my wife got divorced five years ago and we both have a house and equity in the property in the divorce settled the court said if i sell my house my my house my wife gets half of it she sells her house i get half i want to remove her name and want mine removing too but I don't speak to her and no contact for her. Do I get a solicitor to send a letter stating what I'm asking? Um, yes. I mean, obviously, if she's not listening to you and not engaging in the process, then by all means, have a solicitor put that in writing. I would probably also be suggesting some mediation. Sometimes when the lawyers get involved, it can make a situation worse. Without speaking to that person, it's difficult to know. Um, so I might suggest mediation first like Nimu, if you can still hear me you'll know better how your wife's going to receive either a legal letter or um you know go to mediation but either one of them is is a, a viable option yeah candy let me come back to you and take you off mute you are still on mute candy oh there we go can you hear me? Hello. I'm Hello. sorry about Don't that. worry. It's my fine. four-year-old son decided yeah. to play with my phone. <laughs> yeah, I figured that there was a little um, one in the background. That's okay. Um, so my question is, yeah. um, so I've definitely spoken to you before. Yeah. Um, so I'm a Liskin person and um, we um, had the first appointment in court for the financial um, 
resolution um, a couple of months back, um, which my um, husband um, failed to attend um, and failed to complete his for me. Um, So basically that sort of ended very quickly and they said there was not much that they could really do because there's no information. Um, So now they've put in another court date, which is next Wednesday. Um, And again, he hasn't done his for me. He's not responded to me. um, And I've sent all my, you know, documents to the court. Um, But what I just really want to know is what happens in this situation? Because I'm really panicking about it and going, I've done everything I can. This is now the second first appointment. Like, where do I stand, really? (laughs) So it, it will depend on what you're asking the court for. If okay. what I mean by that is if you have absolutely no clue of the other side's financial position, it will be incredibly mm-hmm. hard to move forward. But if you okay. know what the assets are in the marriage, then you can say to the yeah. judge, look, this is what I'm asking for. So, for example, I, I ran a case years ago and the only asset that we had was a house. That's all we had. And I think there was a hundred thousand mm-hmm. pound in the property. Um, I acted for the wife and there was a, a boy of about 10 in there. And mm-hmm. just like you, the husband was refusing to engage, refusing to engage. We, we had the first appointment adjourned. The second mm-hmm. appointment, we said to judge, I said to judge, look, there is one property, we submit that we just share the equity. You know, giving my client mm-hmm. a little bit more because she had a child to house. And judge said, okay, go away and get the valuation of the property. Let, let me be sure about that. Anyway, cut a long story short, we went through the entire process and we got an order that gave her 100% of the house and Mm -hmm. kicked him out. We had that final order, we got him out and then all of a sudden he wanted then to do the for me. it, It took us a good 18 months because the court allowed time to pass. You know, they didn't, they weren't hasty in making the order. But when he eventually called out the woodwork and and, and then um, wrote into the judge, the judge said, absolutely not. No, you had 18 months to sort this out. Too late. You now go and sort yourself Mm -hmm. out. So whilst it's frustrating, keep going. But where it's difficult for me to give you any more detailed suggestion, Candy, is that I don't know what the finances are. Do you know what I mean? I don't. Mm. If, I mean, if, yeah, it's very similar for me. It's just okay. basically the house. But, ah, well, then yeah, there you go. There you yeah. go. So you could say mm. to the judge because you can give the judge a valuation. That is mm-hmm. evidence, which I've done. Yeah, yeah you done can. That you can give the yeah. judge what's left outstanding on the mortgage. Very mm-hmm. easy to to determine how um, long this marriage is. And of course, yeah. you can give evidence of, of the child. So the judge, yeah. the judge will eventually make an order and split the percentage equity-wise um, in, okay. in fairness to you. And will at the same time, the judge might say to you, make sure you serve him with a process server and then file a statement of service. Just again, okay. as concrete evidence that the judge has done everything he possibly can to get this guy to engage. But ultimately... Him not engaging will not stop you getting an order. It will just take a little bit longer. Okay. Okay. All right. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Yeah. Thanks, Candy. Okay. Bye. Thanks. Bye-bye. Um, positives, you are next up. How can I help? Um, I'm going to try and keep this as brief as I can. Okay. Um, we went into family court in 2020, which resulted in... Um, my ex-partner having access to the children um, at the end of 2021. In 2022, there was further incidences between him and my 14-year-old and him and our nine-year-old, which resulted in social services giving me the choice to either flee or go on child protection again. Um, We made the decision to flee over 10 months ago Um, And ever since then, he's kind of harassed me through bank references. Um, Initially, he wasn't. And then as from December 23rd is when the messages, the references started changing from maintenance to let me see my children, ring or email me or his phone number attached or um, recent ones of do I have to take you to court? You're going to be prosecuted. Enough's enough. And these are all of like 1p worth that keep coming in. Um, We now finally got a date for a hearing next 
week for a no contact order. Okay. Um, but I'm a bit unsure of what what actually that entails. Well, it, it'll be very similar to the hearings that have gone before. So, you know, the evidence to the court would be evidence that would suggest contact with the children is simply not in their best interests. If it's a first, right. if it, if it's a first hearing, then the, it, the, nothing will be decided by the court. Um, I suggest that the court will probably get Kafkas involved. Um, and Kafkas will, will, will take up the reins for a little while and have a chat with you and have a chat with Dad. And, of course, you can then show Kafkas and, indeed, the court all of the evidence that you've just told me about. Yeah, because, I mean, we do have all the police reports. We have all the social care reports because there's been police investigations into overly chastisement. Yeah. Um, sexual stuff against me that he's done and the six-year-old has disclosed stuff of a you know yeah a sexual nature that all that's been recorded looked into so i don't i you i by the sounds of it you've got nothing to worry about i think i'm just i'm just nervous because in truth i don't want to hear him or see him yeah yeah no i understand that i understand that um, but you know you you'll get through this and you'll you'll come out the other end and most likely you'll get a no contact order. And I think because it's been done, I think I call it hybrid. Yeah. So the solicitor is not actually going to be in the room with me. That kind of makes me a bit more nervous because I'm like, how do you contact your solicitor if he's if he's saying stuff that you, you can dispute? You text them. So we'll we'll text each other. So when, when we're doing court by teams, you've got your phone on silent beside you and then my client's texting me or I'm texting them to say, can you, you know, what's your comment on what the other side have just said? So you're just texting each other. Right, okay. All right. So do, do you know roughly how long the first one usually lasts? I, I, they're, they're all different. I, I honestly wouldn't have a clue. Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm going to guess at an hour, but it will say on the paperwork. And if you're in doubt, just ask your solicitor. Yeah, well, I've tried that, but unfortunately, we only got the paperwork from the courts today and then told we're in court come Wednesday. Yeah, but it, it will give you a time estimate, so your solicitor will know how long it's okay. going to be there for. All right? All right, thank you very much. You're welcome. Bye-bye. Bye. Uh, Vixie, well, hello. You tried and tried, bless you, on Tuesday. <laughs> oh, I can hear you. Hello. Well done. Hello. <laughs> I can hear you. <laughs> How can I help? Right. Um, the situation that we're in, me and my ex-partner, were not married. Yeah. There's DV involved and he assaulted our son. They've both got additional needs. Yeah. They're 11 and 7. Yeah. We have a house together. We're both on the mortgage. And he's saying that I either take him back or he's selling the house. Yeah. Now, he has enough money to go buy another property we're going to be homeless and if we I can't stay in the area and no other school is going to take my daughter and I don't know where I stand so in terms of the property because you're not married um do do you own the property jointly or is it in his name we do yes okay so you're therefore going to be entitled to your share of that just by way of legal ownership and I'm going to assume it's 50 50 would that be right it is yes okay so then if you require more so a share of his then 50 percent because you need a little bit more to house the children you need to make what's called a schedule one application now a schedule one application is made under the children's act and in simple terms it's you making an application on behalf of your children so that you can obtain some financial support from him in order to be able to house the children. So effectively, the the civil courts deal with the division of equity because you're not married, and then the family courts deal with the Schedule 1. But if you make both applications, the family court will just take them both in and deal with them all at the same time. Is there not a way that we can actually stay here? That would depend, Vixie, on, on obviously the equity in the property and the earning capacity of the parties. That's where you'd need some, some advice there. I don't know. 
is yeah. what I'm saying to you. Without actually talking to you privately, I wouldn't know. Okay, that's fine. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Thanks, Vixie. Bye-bye. Bye. Um, Danielle, you are next up. What's your question? Hello. So we've got a court order, final court order with the orders that the children are to have unsupervised direct contact with the father. Yeah. Every other month, they've all specified the ordered months of so February, April, freeze holidays, June, August, summer holidays, October, and December, plus extra, extra for birthdays. It then orders that the parties are to agree in writing the dates and date, dates and times of contacts. Yeah. Contact. Um, it says in recordings and recitals that the father seeks that contact is progressive towards the children having overnight, and the mother agrees that it will be progressive in line with the children's wishes and feelings overnight in court kafkas agreed that overnight that regular contact needs to be established before overnights are considered um and the father was warned by the judge that they shouldn't run before they walk as it will take a bit of time now this was ordered end of january um dad has come up beginning of february and then we've not seen him since and he's due up end of may um he's demanding overnight contact um, at this one particular time and I've said no that it's not appropriate because you haven't been regular you haven't done this and he's kicking off saying well I'm having them I'm keeping them what can I do I wouldn't let them I... go if if dad's threatening that he's going to take them and not return them to you then I wouldn't let them go but is that not me breaching the court order well you, you've got good reason to breach the court order there absolutely so the remedy then is that dad would take you to court for breach of the order However, you've got a really strong case because Dad hasn't been consistent. He can't see them once in February and then pick them up at the end of May and have overnight contact. That's not in accordance with Kafka's recommendation. So the court wouldn't penalise you for that. Absolutely not. Yeah. I'm just concerned because my six-year-old is so excited to see him and he's bigging him up on FaceTime when he sees it about him coming up. He's so excited. If I go cancelling contact... It's just going to break my son's heart, but so, then so the, he's the, not ready for over at the same time. Yeah, the, the other option, Danielle, is that you, you do have a child arrangements order in place. So if you were to let the children attend and then dad didn't return them, I mean, generally these things happen at the weekend and you'd have to wait till yeah. Monday, but then you would make an emergency application to go back before the court and say, right, dad hasn't returned them, here's the child arrangements order, and you'd get another order that would direct the children are handed back to you immediately. Yeah, see, he would bring them back Sunday afternoon, but after he's had them for that night, that yeah. they really aren't ready for. So I think, so, I don't know, so I'm then, stuck, I don't then, know what to do. Well, then it's more of a judgment call. You know, if you think the kids yeah. can handle an overnight, even though Dad hasn't been consistent, it's it's a judgment call for you then. Yeah, right, OK. All right. It's a tricky one. Yeah, thank you. All right. I know, it's really hard. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> Thanks, Danielle. Bye. All right, cheers. Bye. Uh, Captain, let's take you off mute. There we go. Another question for me. Yeah, uh, this is from Jen. Uh, I believe she's in the audience. Jen1985. Yeah. Um, she oh, said, yes, I, I have received my ex's form E today, yeah. and he has only provided mortgage redemption statements and evaluation report. For September 2022. Yeah. I have a bundle ready for him, but have withheld all my financial details, as has he. Our first hearing is in June. I have asked him to exchange his bundle mutually, but he hasn't responded. The court have all of my bundle, but they will not action him to mutually exchange his. Is he time-wasting again? Not really, because hopefully he's filed it with the court. Um, so as long as the court have it, I know that you should really exchange bundles, but the first appointment will go ahead um, because both parties have completed a Form E. So as long as he's filed it with the court, what the court will then do is direct that both of them just you know, swap it there and then, most likely. Um, it seems a bit silly, but no, no, that, that isn't... I mean, look, he, technically, yes, he's time-wasting, but when, when you said time-wasting, I thought in terms of will the first appointment go ahead, yes, it will still go ahead, because the court's got two for me's. That's great. Have you got time for another quick one? Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, so this was from Nay Cleo, and who's also in the audience. Yeah. Um, this I've, I've, I've checked with them. This is not a CMS question. It's more okay. about like benefits that the mum gets. Yeah. Um, so it says my partner has two kids with his ex-wife, and they have been through court, and court have stated they live with mother and have contact with dad every Wednesday and every weekend. 
beer has gradually increased so that dad has them one week and mum has them the week uh, one week but dad gets no money for the kids and mum gets it all she's refusing to send any money with the children and me and my partner are still struggling to provide for them as we have two kids together is there anything my partner can do to get mum to help with the child costs well send money for the children oh not really uh, from a from a family law point of view no um, you know, once we go outside of CMS, not really. Did 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 they say they were married, Captain? Um, yeah, ex-wife. So, um, if a financial order hasn't been done, then we may be able to to visit that and get maybe some spousal maintenance or some child periodical payments, which is just fancy law talk for more money. Um, but if, if they have got a financial order, then that ship has also sailed. So if, if they haven't done finances, there may be a glimmer of hope there because by the sounds of it, it's just if this is a needs case. She just needs more money at the end of the day. It uh, looks like <clears throat> um, the dad does need more money. Yeah. Um, what was I going to say? It's, I don't know if you could answer this. Yeah. But it sounds like it's gone to a 50-50 live with order. Yeah, exa- exactly. But it's Can still... you let benefits companies yeah. know this? Absolutely you can. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, of course you can. Yeah. You can let them know. And, and then that may that may reduce that may get them some help as well, might it? Absolutely, yeah, because that can reduce any any responsibility or commitment that CMS are imposing on them. It may also yeah. get them other types of benefits that they're entitled to. If they're, you know, mutually responsible for the children, you know, help with yeah. housing costs or what have you. That's true. And because this has increased, it looks like it's increased mutually. Yeah. The court order is obviously every Wednesday and every weekend. Do they need to get something formalised from the court? Only, well, it, to, to prove to people, you mean? Yeah. Yeah. Typically, that's the way that we would prove it. Yeah, because otherwise anyone could just ring up and tell them. So yes, um, so a court, yeah, definitely get getting a court order if if they need to. Where I would start if I was in their shoes, I would be calling up the benefits office first of all to say, look, if I were to get the order, because that's not going to be a quick process. Am I actually going to benefit from this? How is it going to help me? Um, and depending on the answer to that question, will then determine whether or not getting the court order is even needed. Yeah. But other than that, there's nothing really that can be done. Well, apart apart from the finances that would flow from the divorce. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I uh, I hope that helps. Uh, right. I think Shannon's next. Sorry, girly. I will come to you in a second. Shannon, how can I help? Um, I'm going through court with my um children's dad, and yeah. um, it's been going on for about a year. Obviously, due to jump due to domestic violence. Yeah. Um. When going to court, he stated that he doesn't want to, um, like, kind of, how can I say it? He doesn't want to go through to, you know, like, kind of like a fact-finding hearing. He's saying that, you know, I'm just not going to argue against it. Um, Now that I've got court in June um, and CAFCAS have done their report, they're stating that they don't think that he's suitable to be around the children. So obviously when we go back to court, like would they state that they think he should have visits with them? Because they've stated that before it would have to be supervised. Yeah. Yeah, they would. So so the recommendations um, would be that, you know, whilst they want the children to be involved with dad, it would have to be short bursts, chances are, mm-hmm. of supervised contact. Um, sometimes we can get an order for indirect contact so just FaceTime maybe once or twice a week and of course always getting an order for letters cards and presents um, if that's appropriate okay. yeah um, because currently I've got a um, non-molestation order that finishes on Saturday okay. but obviously it's now been conjoined with my family court case so I yes. was just thinking like what would happen until then like is he allowed to try and contact obviously the kids or stuff like that because it says that another um on our court date the um what's it called the non-molestation order would then um they would make them the other decision to see if it would be extended okay 
Well, well then you, you've got you've got two factors coming into play there. So if the non-molestation yeah. order is extended because you need that extended, it may be mm-hmm. that supervised contact isn't appropriate if, if you I... and the children are included in that. So I think, you know, going on obviously the limited information that, that I have, I would be sort of suggesting to you to deal with the non-mol first and then mm-hmm. see what flows from that. Because what you can't do is agree a children's order that then potentially yeah. forces him to breach the non-mol. So deal with the non-mol okay. first and then it, it, it will just it will happen naturally then because you, you'll be aware of what he can and can't do and that will help you to tailor any contact. And as I say, it may be that it's FaceTime and the court will be able to word that into the non-mol. You know, with the exception of FaceTime Wednesdays and Fridays at seven for 30 minutes with the children. Do you see what I mean? So they'll be able to make sure that we build in protection, but also allow some contact as well. Okay. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Thanks, Shannon. Bye. Bye. Um, Girly788, let me take you off mute. What's your question? Hi. um, So basically... My father died last year, and unfortunately, he died before writing his will. Um, but I was told that he wrote somewhere and gave something to his next of kin, which is my auntie. Um, basically, just money that he wanted to share out to all his children before he died. Um, so my brothers, he's had his car his other children, even his other children back in Africa, they've had their cut except me. And unfortunately, my aunt is refusing to give my share. Um, this was all supposed to be done last year, but I've tried contacting her and stuff like that. Um, but she's just refusing to give it to me for some reason. Um, I, there has been a few like family disputes and stuff like that, but everyone else has had their share except me so i just don't know if there's anything that i could do so sadly i don't deal with probate and and this is definitely a probate question um my area of expertise is family so i just do divorces children finance following from divorce where you would benefit is by speaking to a probate solicitor and what probate solicitors will do is look into validity of wills or non-wills. Um, are you able to challenge the estate of, of your father's your father's estate? So I, I can't take that any further. I'm so sorry. Um, but a probate solicitor will definitely be able to help you. Okay, thank you so right. much. You're welcome. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Um, so yeah guys for those of you that maybe want to ask me a question all i do is family even though i'm a solicitor most solicitors will have an area of expertise whether that be family crime probate wills commercial whatever it might be um and my area is is most definitely family so i wasn't able to help that that young lady out um gbr you are next apologies if it was you danielle um what's your question hello can you hear me i can yeah Hello, um, I've got a bit of a um, long-winded question because I've got quite a lot going on at the moment. Um, but um, so me and my ex split up um, last October due to domestic violence. He was arrested. Um, it's currently going undergoing um, Crown Court and um, the trials next year. Yeah. Um, he put in a C100 form in February this year to have contact with our daughter. Um, the CAFCAS um, report came back and said um, no interim time could be recommended until a Section 7 report's done. Um, but they said about a fact-finding um, hearing with, within the Section 7. Yep. So I was just a bit confused. Is that the same thing or is it too different? So, so where there's allegations raised, um, uh, generally domestic violence effectively we're going to press pause on the children's application which will be your section seven as well and we'll just while that's on pause we're going to deal with the fact find so everyone will go along to court there'll be a list of allegations raised by one person and a response to the allegations raised by the other person 
Um, and then everyone goes to court and it might be listed for a day or two days or three days. And the court will make a finding, which is why it's called a fact find, as to the validity of those allegations. OK, so let's say one allegation was, you know, that somebody was punched on the 18th of June. Another allegation is that somebody was, you know, slapped on another day and there was a row broke out and a chair was thrown across the room and all these allegations. So after hearing everyone's evidence, the judge will then decide which facts are true and which facts they won't um, believe. And then depending... Okay, so even though um, the... Because um, he, he pleaded not guilty at his plea hearing last week. And so our trial date for Crown Court is next yeah. August. So, that's... so would there be a fact find, finding hearing before yeah. the Crown Court date? So don't, don't confuse crime with family, first of all. So yes is the answer to your question. The fact find will definitely still be done by the family. Whether it comes right. before or after the criminal court, I'm going to suggest it's going to come after. So I think the criminal okay. court will come first, followed by your fact find, then followed by your children's application. So with the um, with the fact finding, would I then present all the evidence that I've presented to the police? Potentially, yes. It's it's right, it's, okay. a, it's a lower duty of care in family, so it there'll, there'll be a different different test applied in the family court. So you might not need all of it, but obviously right. you know you you will present what you find appropriate. Yeah. Oh, perfect. And right. um, there was just one more question, if that's okay, um, regarding our house. Um, we, we're both on the mortgage. Um, he's also wanting me to sell the property. Um, now, he he agreed to pay for the mortgage when we got the property because he has his own company, he's on a higher wage, um, and essentially, like, I pay for the rest of the household bills. Um, now, he's... His solicitor, sorry, has said like he's not prepared to pay the mortgage after May. Um, so obviously I'm like scared a bit because obviously I, I can't afford to pay £2,000 a month for our mortgage because I'm only on a part-time wage um, until obviously we can put the house up for sale. Um, is there anything, you know, that I can do to, to like tell him to, to, to pay it until the house is sold or would I have to try and somehow make a contribution? Because so you, I'm, you need, as I said, I'm on yeah. a low income, I yeah. work part-time. Okay, I'm going to stop and, you there. you know, he pays stop, stop, like stop, 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 the stop. smallest amount for child okay. maintenance. All right, I'm going to jump in very quickly because that's that question you definitely need advice for. All right, that's not yeah. something I'll be able to answer here. So that you definitely need advice about. That, that okay. That's a lot more of a that's detailed fine. question. All right. All right. Thank you Great. so much for your You're help. Welcome. OK, bye. The thing, the thing with Discord is when someone's talking, I can't interrupt them. So, um, yeah, that's why I was sort of trying to jump in. Ignore, you are up next. What's your question? Um, the, the question is, um, so just a very, very quick recap. Um, I'm a single dad. Um, yeah. I've been divorced five years ago. Yeah. Um, really, really hard divorce. I've been in court 32 times. Yeah. Uh, my, I had a fact finding, um, and my ex-wife had 11 finding against her, not me, nothing on me, but she made every allegation you can imagine on the planet. We had finally done a fact finding a year ago, but the court process is so slow. Um, we then had a psychological assessment done for the children and, um, and, and the, the assessment say that obviously she, unfortunately she has a mental health problem and is manipulative and manipulate professional. The children currently um, reside with her. I've seen them every other weekend, but I'm asking, obviously, originally I was asking for the custody, the, the transfer residence, um, but I'm trying to obviously deflate conflict. We have the assessment done. Um, they did say that uh, the, the, the psychological assessor say that she's doing this on purpose and she will carry on making allegation because of her mental health. My question is, I'm trying to find out a way of believe to stop all of this nightmare and I've, I've just changed my position says to do a 50 50. Um, I'm even moving house to be closer to the kids school but I'm just wondering if if I should just give up because it's been 32 time in court I don't know I, I, I can't afford anymore and it's just 32 time in court. Is this <laughs> is this your application? Yes ma'am. And you have applied for full residence of the children? 
Yes, originally I've applied and, for vision. Yeah. I mean, I, I, you, with all due respect, yeah. I had everything thrown at me. Yeah. You, I have was you, accused of everything. Have you and taken... I've proven... Yeah, okay, sorry, I'll, I'll just jump in. Have you taken legal advice on this matter? I had uh, had to have a um, direct access barrister when I was doing court oh, because, right, okay. because she was making allegation against me. By law, I'm not allowed to cross-examine. Yeah. But I was doing the file myself. Yeah. No, uh, the, but the, I want only, every single court. Yeah, the, the only reason I ask is that an application to switch residence, in other words, for those of you that are listening, where children live with one parent and the other parent says, well, I want them living with me, is incredibly hard to get, incredibly yeah. hard. And you now realise that, hence you've had 32 hearings. And obviously, mum is onto something here and she's throwing all sorts of allegations. So your I question... I spent five, five yeah, times okay, in jail for something that I never do. Yeah, so your question to me is, should I give up? Absolutely not, because the children have a right to have a relationship with you. Your second suggestion is, well, I'll move closer and I'll go for 50-50. At this stage, you simply want to be asking for contact. Okay, let's not run before we can walk. I think if you're mm -hmm. getting through the allegations and you're convincing the court that you're in this for the long haul, that's fine. But you're going to get contact, regular contact, including overnight contact, quicker. I've got already, than... mum. I've already have every other weekend. Okay. Well, then your 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 next step then is to increase that contact rather than going in with a change of residence. And I would suggest that's why you've had thirty two hearings. They're really difficult, um, difficult cases to, to win on. I appreciate every single time I'm, I'm asking even like to share holidays, she would then make an allegation and then go back to square one, social service, hearing, court hearing, and then they realise that was false, that was false. And then it just go back and, and then they says, yeah, okay, you should have the holiday. That was nonsense. And they, they made finding against her of false allegation. Yeah. Yeah, and well, then uh, and, she and the be... problem is every single time, yeah, she will make another one. Yeah, but that's breaching the order essentially. You know, you need you need a good art, a good order drafted there because she's just breaching the order constantly. And eventually, oh, she parents... was quite guilty of that as well. Yeah, well, then you can start to argue parental alienation. But this is clearly a huge case, so way more than we should be discussing on on Discord. If I'm I perfectly honest that. with you. Absolutely, absolutely. It may be worth you taking some advice from a solicitor. Direct access barristers are great, but they're going to do the job on the day. You need someone that can just step back and look at the bigger picture and go, right, this is the path you need to take. But please don't give up. You've come this far. Thank you, Mark. All right, Sorry. you're welcome. Okay, bye bye. Bye bye. Uh, Mart, you are next up. What's your question? Rogan, hello. Oh, hello. Um, I've just got a really it's, it's the most randomest question. Yeah. Um, I've I've been with my um, my wife for um, over five years now. Yeah. Um, she, she's got two kids uh, prior our relationship, um, a ten year old and nearly an eight year old, um, and we have a problem. So I moved into her property that she had with her ex partner. Yeah. Um, of seven years. Now he doesn't. He doesn't have much contact with the the children. He sees them um, once a fortnight for five hours at tops. Um, he's actually on the tenancy to this place, um, and he's refusing to sign off because he reckons that the council will will then um, basically make him homeless, and he's then got no right to get a property. Yeah. Uh, that's obviously my first question. I, I'm just wondering, because we've spoken to, we're, we're with uh, an association called Hyde Association. Yeah. Um, and they're saying that he needs to sign off before they could do anything, but obviously he's had no, no right to this property since he left. Um, he's not contributed to any bills or anything that he left um, in in the past with, yeah, with my I wife. Understand. He left uh, with yeah. a lot of debt. Yeah. Um, and obviously, Hyde have, has said that he is liable for half of it, um, but he's refusing to pay half of it. He's refusing to pay anything towards property because he's not living here, but also is refusing to sign off. So we we can't take the children and, and you know... Um, basically do a, a mutual swap with somebody so we can have a house you know our oldest at the moment he wants his own room um but he's not interested in signing anything over 
so we was just wondering where we where we sort of stood with that yeah so you'd you'd need you'd need to go to court essentially um because yeah. if he signs over as you as you rightly say he's making himself voluntarily homeless and therefore okay. may struggle but if it's an order of the court then he hasn't so that that could be remedied by a court application but before you make right. the court application you you are i'm going to suggest that you get some advice there first of all um yeah. just just to just to dig a little bit deeper into the history of that matter um but you you'll certainly get the 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 order that won't be an issue at all and of course that's going to help him out because the court will order that he has no um right to that property yeah because he's, i mean he's been gone for a good what four or five years out of this property now and doesn't he's not contributed when he when he's uh, apparently supposed to uh, yeah. via the hired association he's supposed yeah. to pay half to the rent half to the um he's liable to half the rent and then half of the rent arrears that he he left yeah. um when he he had all of her benefits stopped and everything like that yeah. um when he left so um but he's refusing to pay that um so he he's got no sort of involvement in the property whatsoever um it's been me and my wife that have done it and you know and paid what we can pay and and dealt with the debts and stuff like that um but they obviously they're still refusing to to sign him off um because he's refusing to yep court, court order or help you out there all right yes um Lovely. i've just got one more quick thing as well yep. um we're planning on taking the kids abroad for the the first time yep. um we're just wondering do we need um a signal we're only thinking about going to Spain, just somewhere small, like it's the first plane trip. Yeah. Uh, we don't want to go too far with them because we don't know how they're going to react to it. Um, but do we need like um, a signature from him or anything on paper to say, you know, it's okay to take the kids out of the country, we're going to take them on holiday? Yeah. yeah. Um, and do they need to sign, he, uh, does he need to sign the uh, passports as well? Because we haven't got them passports yet. Okay, so the passport question is a better question for the passport office because we don't okay. obviously that's an application form. Have a look at that and see if they he needs to be. I, I don't think he does. If I'm honest with UK passports, um, okay. leaving the country, you're not going to need to show his signature. I mean, his signature on what is what I would ask you. Entering Spain, I don't know. You'd have to check with Spanish authorities. I doubt it. I think what you want yep. to ask me is, do you need dad's permission to remove the children yes. from the country? Essentially, yes, you do, because dad has parental responsibility. However, yep. if dad's not going to object to the children having a holiday, well, then that's fine. You know, so if you okay. let dad know we're going to Spain for a week um, and dad yep. says, absolutely not, you are not taking the children on holiday. Well, then technically yep. you have to go to court and get an order and the court will never say no to that. But if dad's like, yeah, whatever, mm -hmm. I don't, I don't care, then that's fine. You've got yeah. dad's permission. You don't need his signature on anything. Yeah, yeah, I don't All think right? he would have a problem with it because he's not Great. Yeah, just, involved just, just as, as, as much as he should be. So yeah. I don't think that'd be an issue. Great. But yes, just thank you anyway for answering any questions. Your pleasure, absolute pleasure. All right then, bye bye. Thank you. Bye. Cheers. Bye bye. Right, guys, that brings us to the end of another really good evening. That was fast tonight. I got through a fair few questions there, and it's great to see so many dads on. Us women love to have a natter, but I do like to hear from the men as well. And men, I think, struggle to ask more questions, especially on a public forum. So well done to all the dads and the husbands that join me this evening. I'm back on tomorrow night, guys. I'm doing a few extra sessions because I'm trying to get a few extra sessions recorded so that I can keep the podcast going out while I'm on holiday. And I'm on holiday for just over a week, beginning of June. So I'm doing a few extra sessions. So as a result of that, I'm back here tomorrow at six o'clock. I'll do six till seven. So for those of you with your hand up, really sorry, guys. But do come back tomorrow at six and I'll help you out then. Until then, take care and look forward to answering more questions tomorrow at six. Bye. <laughs>